0: Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we did.
1: Welcome to the Generations Church podcast. We are in our series called Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude, where we are exploring the themes and modern-day connections of the Heidelberg Catechism. Hey everybody, my name is Scotty Hines. I'm one of the pastors here at Generations Church, joined by my good friend and lead pastor of Generations Church, Jeff Ludington. Jeff, how you doing, my friend? I'm well, man.
0: I'm well. We're back at it. Back at it, man. Back the last to podcast, man.
1: Man, Lord's Day 21 was a, a mouthful, but it was really it was. good. was. Yeah, that was fun. I, I really enjoyed talking about the church and mm-hmm. you know our role and our connect, uh, not only just our involvement in the local church, but in the greater yeah. church. You know, the, yeah. the entire church. That was pretty cool, man.
0: Well, today, so, man, we get to look into kind of a um, this is probably a theme that a lot of people wonder have questions about. They wonder about. They think about. Right, um, man. I think of uh, hanging out with our good friend Casey. Right, when when uh, when I'm with him, man, we always get into. He has lots of questions. Right, he has a, a got a, a mind that is constantly thinking. Casey about... Staggs? Like, Casey Stags. Casey Stags. Oh yeah. gosh, he's the best. He's got all kinds of questions. Right, and so we have. You know, we're never in this in the same vehicle together with a radio on you know what i mean you like can't we're be. always talking jesus so
1: i would like hey i want to show you this country song right we kind of have that having it and he's just like a bar into it he's like hey uh
0: so what do you think about it. It? right <laughs> he's, yep, totally. he's the
1: best you know they have an analogy don't want to hold you up a little bit uh for Hobby, he's a jujitsu yeah, no yeah he's a jiu- just those of you who don't know he's a well-respected uh brazilian jujitsu uh coach and he says he loved to train with white belts yep and he says because when you get that skilled and you've been in Jiu Jitsu that long, you lose passion, as we kinda sure. all do, especially like someone like yourself and me, you know, I'm 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 a decent in my theology. You've got a ton of theology. But man, when we get to sit with a Casey Stags, yeah. A man who just hungry, wants to know
0: more, and you get to just feed
1: off their passion,
0: it's it's special, man. I enjoy it. You know, another thing for us a hobby says about that is uh, if any of guys know anything about jujitsu, you know, or you don't have to know much to know a white belt's a beginner, a black belt's an expert, right? But uh, even, even you know, in between the brown, the purple, the blue belts, right, they will say this. When a black belt rolls with a brown belt or a purple belt or a blue belt, they know, they have a plan. Yeah. They have different levels of executing that plan, but they're they're trying this or they're doing that they're a little more predictable where white belts are completely unpredictable because they have no idea what they're doing most <laughs> of the time, right? And so it's a beginning thing, right? For you sure. don't know, so you're not, you're, you're not moving this way to bait this or predict that or aim for that. You're just doing whatever you think you can. And it it has that same idea. For us, says mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, you're not sure what they're going to do. It's fun, right? And so, again, with uh, – and this isn't saying that our friend that we're talking about is a white belt or anything like – Not In, at in all. theology or Bible – we're just saying, man, he has a, a, a thinking mind, likes to ask questions. And I like, especially even non-believers, man, the questions they have about Christianity, Jesus, faith, whatever. Man, they're not the same questions everybody else is asking. No. And it's fun. It's fun to roll around with them a little bit and talk Jesus. It you know? is.
1: It is. It's fun, man. And I would say this. Even if uh, he did have a white belt in theology, he definitely has a black belt in honoring and serving Jesus yeah, for man. sure.
0: All right, we beat that metaphor up a lot. We did. Yes, we did. Casey,
1: we love you. Question 57.
0: All right, question 57 says this. Okay, (laughs) we haven't gotten there yet. Wait, er, back up. Okay, if you're listening, man, just back up 15 seconds. We didn't say that. We're in Lord's Day 22, right? So if you're in and you're clicked on this and this is the first time, well, if you haven't already shut us off for the overuse of a metaphor and the backing up, Lord's Day 22 for us is episode 22. We're working our way through a thing called the Heidelberg Catechism. It's a 450-year-old way of training Christians, discipling Christians, teaching them about the truths of the Bible. And it's done in a specific way. Catechism means this. It means that you learn by memorizing questions and answers. Lord's Day 22 is week 22 or episode 22 for us. And so we are in the middle of this series, you know, working our way toward, we're almost dead center in the middle of it. Out of 52 weeks, we're on week 52. And this week's got two questions and answers. And they're about our comfort or comfort that we can have living as Christians about eternity, about the future. And so, Pastor Scott and I, we've been doing this like a father to a son or like a disciple to a disciple, where I read the, or I, mem- I give him the memorized question, ask him the question, he gives the memorized answer. And so, we have two questions today 57, 57 58. Here they are. First one, question 57. Pastor Scott, are you ready? I am ready, sir. Oh, good. Let's do this. How does the resurrection of the body comfort you? Not only will my
1: soul be taken immediately after this life to Christ its head, but even my very flesh, raised by the power of Christ, will be reunited with my soul and made like
0: Christ's glorious body. Beautiful, man. Okay, question 58. How does the article concerning life everlasting comfort you?
1: Even as I already now experience in my heart the beginning of eternal joy, so after this life I will have perfect blessedness, such as no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor human heart has ever imagined a blessedness in which to praise God forever. Mm. It's like
0: that. good, man. It's good stuff, man. Very so good. hey, today, if you're listening, let's talk eschatology. Ooh. So if you're unfamiliar with that term, eschatology is the doctrine of end times. Now, I wanna I wanna kind of clarify for a minute end times does not just mean hey is there a rapture is there not a rapture or what but it's the doctrine of final things eschatos means last right it's the doctrine of last things so what happens between now and then Right, there's, And there's a lot of, we should probably, you and I should probably do our one-off Thursday podcast mm-hmm. where we once in a while pick a topic and run with it. We should talk about the four main views of eschatology. We probably fun. should do that. That'd yeah. be a lot of fun. I think people will be interested in that. But for today, we're not going to talk about what happens between now and the end. You know, lots of views on that. Some believe in a rapture. Some think things get think things get better. Some think things get worse. And, and so there's a lot of views on that. We can cover that on a different day. But eschatology also includes what happens to believers for eternity, and it, it covers doctrines like heaven and hell, yeah. and this one particularly, it's asking a question about how do these things, the resurrection of the body and life everlasting, both quotes from the Apostles Creed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how do those comfort you? So we've covered, in fact, because we lost a friend not too long ago, and, and uh, we as pastors often are a part of funerals and memorials and things like that. We talked about on a one-off podcast on a Thursday, we talked about Christians and death. And we said there's a couple things that really are um, either just outright wrong or poor theology that commonly we hear at Christian memorial services. One of them is, hey, my loved one, my so-and-so, you know, little Johnny, little Susie, is up in heaven now because they were a good person. Right? We hear Christians say that just like non-Christians. And we both know that's... Not the gospel, right? The gospel is not, hey, you go to heaven because you're a good person. No, It's because of Christ, who was good on your behalf, has covered your sin. And in Christ, if you are in Christ, if you're a follower of Jesus, you will go to heaven because of him, not you. Right? That's right. Yeah, no, absolutely. The second one we talked about is, and I don't know where this one started, but it's super common. And I I saw it recently at a memorial service is, hey, so-and-so, our loved one, little Johnny, little Susie, whatever, right, yes has become an angel now. They got their wings or whatever. And we just talked about, listen, uh, angels were created before human beings. Human beings are created differently. They both have a function and a purpose, right? But humans do not become angels. Angels do not become human. There are some cults that believe that. We talked about Mormonism. We talked about some other stuff. But that's not true of humanity. This gets to the heart of that. So... What do we know about when a Christian dies? What's, you know, what's the kind of the go-to thing that Christians talk about?
1: Well, let's take a look at this passage in 2 Corinthians 5, 6, right? Perfect. I mean, uh, that'll give some clarity what Christians talk about. So it says right here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6-8. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage and would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Pastor Jeff, why don't you clarify that a little bit for me?
0: So that right there, man, uh, we know, it says we're always of good courage. Yeah. Okay, so we hear courage, we think of one thing, like maybe somebody brave going into a situation or whatever. And that's, yeah. that's a part of it. But it, it, there's also a sense of like good cheer. Like we have a good disposition, if Absolutely. I could say that, yeah. way, right? That um, and so. It, in the catechism questions we're saying how does this comfort you yeah. how does the resurrection of the body or how does life everlasting comfort you so how can we be comforted while we're alive with truths about what happens after we die mm. okay so that's really the the framework for these two questions so paul says we're always of good church courage right we know that while we're at home in the body we're away from the lord what he's saying is while we're alive we're in this body this human flesh that's marred by sin yeah. this one that will die Unless Jesus returns first, this body will die, right? Yeah. That we're away from the Lord. In other words, we're not spiritually present in the presence of God. Now, yes, God's presence is everywhere. Yes, all those things. Yeah, but
1: but not his glory.
0: Right, exactly right. So we're not walking in, you know, seeing his Mm -hmm. face. And there is. We do get to look forward to that. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So the catechism the catechism answer on, on fifty-seven says, Not only will my soul be taken immediately after this life to Christ its head, but even my very flesh, raised by the power of Christ, will be reunited with my soul, reunited with my soul, and made like Christ's glorious body. So here's what this passage says, right? You were just reading Second Corinthians five. It's really it's verse eight. It says, Yes, we're of good courage, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. Well, that speaks to the first part of the catechism answer, that immediately for the believer, now this is for the believer, not for everybody. Yeah. If you're in Christ, immediately when you die, your soul, your spirit, that part of you that will live on after this body will be taken to Christ, who's our head. Absolutely, right Right in
1: his presence. Just like the thief on the cross.
0: Exactly right. Today you will be with me in Mm -hmm. paradise. Exactly right. Yes. So then the second part of answer 57 talks about that our very flesh... Raised by the power of Christ will be reunited with my soul. So in other words, there is a resurrection of the body. So a body that you put in the grave or is cremated. By the way, maybe that's another one. I just got some asked, asked by some questions who want to be cremated. Hey, is that okay? Yeah. What about the image of fire? Like, wait, wait we should talk about that. But anyhow, no matter if you've been cremated, or not you, if you've been cremated, you're probably not listening. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, no matter if your loved one has been cremated or buried, no matter what you choose to do, right, as you yeah. live on, because again, if your question is about cremation, just understand your body is going to decay into basically nothing also. Exactly. So, cremation's fine. Okay, we'll talk about that some other day, why some have an issue. But um, whatever's left over is going to be resurrected by Jesus a new body yeah will be reunited with our eternal mm. spirit but this new one why is that comforting so if you're really sick right now or if you're uh paralyzed yeah. uh, man i've got a really really good friend right now um, is he's like family to me is my best friend's son is laying in a hospital right now oh. and from an accident he can't move his legs bummer man so he may get better he may not get better right those are the and i was talking with him last night yeah. and praying with him his body, he might say, well, why do I want this body raised from the dead? Well, it, it's different. Yeah, it's glorified, right? yeah. We're talking about a, exactly right, a glorified body. So I want to read later in First Corinthians, yeah. in chapter 15, there's these verses that that really speak to this. And we'll just kind of can, chat can about I share, this a
1: minute. Go ahead. Can I share one thing about the body, too? Because um, one thing to note, too, because we always go to the analogy of maybe a crippled person. Sure. But even me, I mean, just two years ago, I had a severe neck injury right and and had a procedure where they literally inserted these little rods and put a, a disc <laughs> yeah. cleaned out my neck and put a titanium disc in there, and I'm 100 percent healthy. However, this body's still failing me. Sure, this body's amazing. This body does great th- not mine per se, the human body does right. amazing things, and, and the, the the advances we made in technology are amazing, but they fail.
0: Right, sure, you don't even come short.
1: close to the comparison of the glorified body that we'll have, where yeah. that surgery would have never been a necessity.
0: You know, and theologically so. too, um, our flesh mm-hmm. is not only our human body, but it's also a metaphor for what is corrupted by sin. That's right. Right. Yeah. So maybe you're a super athlete or a super model or whatever, and your body's doing great. You know, <laughs> um, you will get older, yep. but uh, or you might have an accident or something. Right. So we look at that, but also even if your body is performing at optimum performance you still have sin and that's attached to this flesh right
1: great great observation and analogy dude yeah or um pointing here's out. a
0: side note man if you're listening man my uh, this kid he's like a son to me his name's dylan he has two big rods 14 mm. screws uh he may not move uh, you know he's, he's trying to struggle to wiggle his toes so hey if you're listening man you don't have to know him but say a prayer for dylan Please man. Do, you man. know i just say that um Okay, so 1 Corinthians 15, what do we know about our future body? That's really Uh, what this is asking. What comfort do we have? (laughs) Will it look like Thor? Maybe. (laughs) What comfort do we have about eternity, about our new body? So you and I just made statements about a failing physical body and a future hope. Well, what does the Bible say about that? And of course, you know, books could be written on this, but in a simple passage, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 40 through 44, really, Talk about this verse 40 says this there are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies But the glory of the heavenly is of one kind and the glory of the earthly is another So that's our kind of point right now the human body we have today Not the resurrected body in the future is of one kind. It's human. It's marred by sin It will flaw and fail on you Maybe you'll be young and struggle with a disease or you'll get older and just die of old age or whatever all those things are endemic to this human body because of sin. Not just your sin, but because of endemic sin, historical sin, all yeah. the sin of all humanity, right? Yeah. So there's a different kind. There's this body now, the one that we live in, good or bad, the one we have, right? Yeah. But eventually this body will die unless Jesus returns first. Yeah. I mean, after 2,020 years of history of him not coming back yet, I feel like, he could come back at any time, but I will probably die. Right? Yeah. That, if if statistics are there, you and I will die. Maybe we'll maybe yeah. we'll see the return of Christ. Yeah, maybe but if not, we'll die. Yeah. What happens if we do? So First Corinthians identifies two kinds of bodies, this one and a future one. It mm. goes on a couple of verses later, verse 42 says this So it is with the resurrection body. What is sown is perishable, what is raised is imperishable. Verse 43, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, and it is raised in power. Verse 44, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. Now, there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So there's a finish reminding us of this body and a future body.
1: Yeah. Paul does some good contrasting there.
0: It's beautiful. So if you're a student of language, and you look at this and you're saying, well, what does he say? It's beautiful. The it, contrast is amazing. It gives you right? a really good
1: picture of something we can't imagine. So when right? you read yeah, absolutely it does.
0: <laughs> so when you read these things, there's four things, right? 40 the end of 42 says from perishable to imperishable, right? The beginning of 43 says from dishonor to glory, mm. right? Those are the contrasts. 43 the second half of it says from weakness to power. 44 says from natural to spiritual. So just take all those things you were saying earlier. We're just talking off the top of our heads earlier, like, hey, about this body, whatever. What do you hear when you hear those four contrasts, those four transitions? Man, I I hear or I see um,
1: the power of God, man. And so what I mean by that is, first off, this body is perishing and he's promised me an imperishable body. So it gives me a glimpse into eternity that it's nothing like I'm experiencing now because I'm only experiencing mm. perishing moments, right? My That's memories good. are fleeting. My, my strength is fleeting. No yeah. matter what I do, um, it's fleeting. It's it's perishing. And then I see dishonor and glory. And I love the analogy you pointed out earlier. Oh, yes, that, please.
0: Don't don't forget what you were going to say, but hold that thought for a second. So, hey, that was a great point. From perishable to imperishable, what I thought of as you were explaining what you hear in that, imagine the... The person listening has no context for this. They've never heard anything about this. This is the first time. Maybe they believe in Jesus, maybe they don't. Mm. The promise is not another round in a human body like this, Yeah. but one in a perfect body that will never decay. Yeah right that in Christ we don't do this over cuz that's kind of like what reincarnation new yeah. age folks believe the bible says that's not true yeah. right you have one life to live and then the judgment says the bible right so you know you live this life well and then after that is a as is, is eternity and eternity isn't another go round at this or hey you stunk first round <laughs> you're going to come back as something else right, and two. do it over yeah, right no. and try do better it's in Christ if you're a follower of Jesus you get an imperishable body. Your your next time isn't a test run. Yeah. Your next time is the right run. And, and, and it leads right into the second one uh, because this perishable body
1: cannot be in the presence of God, but my imperishable mm-hmm. one obviously can, which leads you to the second one. Why? Uh, dishonored glory. Well, this this flesh by birth is dishonored God, right? I mean, just by birth. Yeah. I was born in a sinful state, and uh, I'll no longer be in that state, right. which is a state I, I can only imagine. I, I don't have any... Um, context to, to of ever existing in it.
0: I've only yeah. been a sinner. So, so you can I, only imagine what it'll be like when you stand. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody should write a song about that. <laughs> sorry, Bart <laughs> Millard. Anyhow, okay.
1: But, but from weakness to power, again, this body fails me. I'm going to have one that will never fail me. And then from spiritual, and I think this is the the, the crux, man. It's spiritual. something I I only have glimpses yeah. of, but I don't have a full rational grasp, uh, you know, grip on. Yeah. And I can only use earthly analogies to help me. Help me see Good. a little of the
0: haze. Yeah. You know, from from natural, that's what we experience, right, to spiritual, something mm. we've not fully in, experienced yet, right? We talk about uh, the end when Jesus, when, when really eternity kicks in, we talk about the consummation of all things, yeah. right? Like when you consummate a marriage, you begin the next phase, right? And when we begin eternity, if you will, uh, man, the consummation of all things in that... Everything that's wrong is made right, including in all of us. Mm. That's why the Bible ends in Revelation with a glimpse of that. It says no more tears, no more crying, no more death. It even says some beautiful things we can't imagine, like no sun to light the day because Jesus himself will light the world. We're not even sure what to do with that, but it's a
1: beautiful image. It is a very beautiful and very encouraging image. One thing to know too, man, about the Bible that's really cool uh, in the whole resurrection context our conversation is the first three chapters of the Bible are perfection and the last three chapters of the Bible are perfection, right? It's great, man. Good and work, hands. Exactly, and everything in between is restoration. It's awesome. And so anyhow, just know this as you're listening to this. Yes, this life can be rough. It can be hard, but we do have a glorified body. We do have a glorified state um, to look forward to, and it's something that we can hold dear by faith, Yes. and be encouraged in this life. I just want to thank everyone, uh, everyone for listening to the Generation Church podcast. We release a new episode every Tuesday of our Guilt, Grace, and Gratitude uh, series. If you are enjoying this, please write a review and let us know. And if you can, please give it a share. Thank you so much and take care.
0: For more information, visit our website at genfamily.church. G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at Jin Family Church